This is The Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson, a weekly podcast and radio show. Listen to The Business of Life on demand by subscribing and downloading it wherever you listen to podcasts. On this episode... Success is an interesting thing, and, and a lot of times it does come down to people thinking about how much money you have. I don't define success that way, but money is a topic that a lot of people don't like to talk about. So if we just put success as financial... My definition of it is, you know, having the courage to do the things that I want to try. I think I'm successful when I put myself out into situations that I know are not comfortable or or, are difficult for me. Then I feel successful because I'm trying to do things I couldn't otherwise do. All coming up with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson. Hey, Jan. Well, hello there, Arlene. It's me, your friend Jan. Hey, Jan. And um, I'm still alive. Yes, I know who you are. um, Post-Valentine's Day. And um, I, I'm going to have to say this is one of the worst Valentine's Day in, in recent, recent memory. But I'm here talking to you, so I, I made it through. I hate it. I hate Valentine's well, did, Day. Did, I just I didn't did, like it when I was in a relationship, and I like it even less now. Well, let's talk about that. Let's just unpack hating Valentine's Day because I, don't you hate that. Let's unpack that. Okay. I'm stop using that. That's a stupid thing to say. It is not um, a stupid thing let's to talk say. About that I because. I need. I needed no, a hotline no, no, to call. No. Well, that's fine. You can call a hotline without somebody saying, <laughs> "Let's unpack the way you feel right now." Um, so let's. But let's talk about that because I left you with a little jingle for Valentine's Day that I was hoping you would use. Do yeah. you remember it? I don't. I well, I no? do. I, I do. I believe it's uh, the it, most horrible day of the year. You've actually got good do you pitch. It is, I mean, for, for a lot no, of people, it is a horrible day. And for a lot of people that are in relationships, it's also horrible for them too, Arlene, because the partner, the loved one, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the whatever, um, either forgets it or doesn't come through or it's not enough or they haven't made reservations or the gift isn't right or the romantic overture didn't quite cut it. I mean, you cannot win on Valentine's Day. Such high expectations, right? And And I think, you know, what's that saying? I'd rather be... Um, alone by myself than lonely next to somebody else. And, you know, there's nothing worse than being in a relationship where you feel alone or lonely um, and yet you're with somebody. And I think Valentine's Day, first of all, didn't Hallmark or some, who started Valentine's Day? I don't know. It's got to be a gift company or card company or something. Well, it was St. Valentine was the... Oh. There was a St. Valentine. Yes, a St. Valentine. Um, that, I, I don't, was it something to do with love? Was it something to do with, um, anyway, there's probably someone a lot smarter than us, but yeah, St. Valentine, he was a, was a saint hmm. and he was recognized, he was a priest in Rome who, um, you know, obviously ministered to Christians of some kind, but he, uh, but he was martyred and buried in a Christian cemetery. That's really all I know about St. Valentine. Oh, wait, I got it. You, you're reading that. Here's, here's no, I'm not. The ancient Romans. That okay, came out of that you. came out of my you. mind. I, I asked Google. Oh, you asked Google. Okay, well, what does Google the ancient say? Ancient Romans. It says the ancient Romans <laughs> may be responsible for the name of our modern day of love. Emperor Claudius II executed oh two men, both named Valentine, on February 14th of different years in the 3rd century AD. That seems very Their suspect martyrdom was honored by the Catholic Church with the celebration of St. Valentine's Day. 
Okay, well, this is, I know it came from here somewhere. So all you listeners out there, write us and so, tell us what the hell that even means. Why, why would, that, what, I don't I even. I just told you, but wait, do you want to know why he was, the one guy was killed? Because he was arrested and imprisoned because he was caught marrying couple, Christian couples. There you go. So. It so should still love, be outlawed. He was killed for love. Killed for love. <laughs> Okay, well, um, that, you can see I, we're I, at the heart Valentine's of... Valentine's Day, do you, just, do you just hate the way it makes you... Like, I don't like it either, but I don't, I don't, I'm not fussed by it. I don't hate it. I don't like it. I just kind of... Okay. I, I, I kind of, at some point... I'm, I went out for dinner, mm. on a business dinner on Valentine's Day with a, a, another friend of mine, a woman, who I have do some business dealings with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I, I, it did... You just kind of, kind of go, oh, well, so what? I'm, I, do you, does it bother you? I just, I just never liked it. I, I think, hmm. I, I think, I don't know. It, it's just one of those celebratory days that has been created to. I just find it disappointing. I keep hoping for someone to just like really dazzle me, and um, I maybe I'm just dreaming, Arlene. Maybe I, I'm, I'm on the wrong, my in the wrong frame of mind. And I think I am a romantic person. So let me just put that out there. I think I'm very demonstrative. I think um, I can be a good partner. I think I certainly have my failings. I'm in a kind of a selfish job. And a lot of times I put my work first. But as far as Valentine's Day, I was with somebody for a long time that gave me so much stuff. Like, it was like Valentine's Day, I got so much stuff, like engraved things and monogrammed bath sheets and, and like, a, a lot of stuff. The stuff that you'd think would be very wonderful, but the relationship itself was so crappy that it was almost like, well, you're giving me all this stuff because we're failing. The rest of this is just not working out. So I kind of relate to it on that in that way, because that's kind of mm. what my last seven, eight, nine years of the relationship looked like. It was always so much stuff, like a lot of pomp and no circumstance. Does that make any sense? It does. It does. Like it was all. It was all the wrong things. It was all lavish gifts, but no, but not lav- Not the right attention. No. And I and I, I think it's um, it it is a bit of a underline on the fact that we're single and we are. Um, not in a relationship, both of us. But I feel like, why? Why is that such a big deal? You know, like I, maybe I'm just getting. I don't know, Jan. Like I, I'm like you. I'm a romantic, and I, I, I want a relationship where people are going to treat me really well, and that they're going to be fun, and they're going to let me. You know, I, I mean, we all want kind of a perfect thing. But at some point, you have to accept that people aren't perfect, and relationships can never. I don't want perfect. Be. I don't want and, perfect. And, I what don't. do you want then? I just, I mean, you, reciprocity is always, you know, a wonderful thing to have when you have someone who's genuinely affectionate towards you. So here's what I want. Someone with their own life, someone with their own friendship, someone with their own home, someone with a, a, a job that they love and that they're passionate about and that they chase with such a, a ferociousness, someone who's confident, someone who's funny, um... You know, as far as like looks, I, 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 I'm so attracted to so many different looks. I mean, um, 
I think, especially when you date men and women, it opens up the playing field so much more so that way. So I've never had a specific look. Like I like who I like, and、um, there's really great parts of that, and there's really parts that can be confusing about that. But I just,、uh, yeah, I want someone who has who who if they're going to come into my life, I want you to make my already great life better because I have a great life. So. You've got to make my already great、so、life you, better. Okay, so you're not. You, you've been single for a few years now. Three years and why two, are two, six you, weeks? Three <laughs> and five hours.、Um, <laughs> why aren't you? Why Why aren't you asking somebody out? I just don't. I've not met anybody. What's stopping you? I have not met anybody. Well, you just said you like a lot of you. Wait a minute! I'm going to cry bullshit on.、This. I know I have、you、not met anybody that I'm super attracted to that I would want to go out on a date with. So to me, that tells me for one thing, I don't mean to keep harping on this, but because of my mother's death, I'm not really feeling very sexual. I'm not feeling very.、Um, I'm not feeling that way. Like I feel like I was almost kind of getting there, where I'm like, okay, and then I just with that, I'm dealing with a whole other. Circumstance. I'm making excuses. Okay, I'm making excuses. There you、mm-hmm. have it.、Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. And 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 you know what's interesting? Because I'm sitting and thinking,、oh, that's nice, Arlene. You're you're giving her a hard time. <laughs> I haven't like I don't ask guys out. I I don't. I'm not proactively. I would never. I, like if I met a guy I was attracted to, would you ask? I, him I've out? gone on. Numerous dates. I've gone not like not tons. I have gone on dates,、um, but it was always the guy.、Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a you know, like I'm like I'm not a a proactive. I'm going to ask somebody on a date. I don't think I don't know if I could just go up to a guy and say, "Hey, are you single? Would you go out with me?" I don't think I I just wouldn't do that. So is that bad? Well, I think there's there's、chicken、gender.、Shit. No, it's not. I'm a chicken chick. But there's gender roles here too, Arlene. That are that people really adhere to. And I think even the idea. Someone was talking about this the other day about women asking men to marry them, or women, you know, that that they're the ones that bring that up. And a lot of people that were kind of asked about that question, they 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 wrinkled up their nose and they shook their heads and they kind of scrunched up their shoulders and went, "Ooh, no, the woman should never ask the man. That should be the man doing that.、It、should be the man asking." So it doesn't surprise me that you don't ask anybody else. On my end, and this is the truth of it, I'm just going to put this out there. I would be scared of rejection. Sorry, I would well, be so. I'd be so afraid of asking somebody out, and I don't mean for coffee. I think I could manage that. I think I could, but I don't know if I could say I'm really attracted to you, and I would love to go out and see what happens. I just do not ever picture anything like that coming out of my mouth. So I don't even know how I got into relationships. I blame alcohol a lot because I had no problem going and sleeping with somebody when I was hammered, and that's the truth. So. My relationships always stemmed from these initial meetings where there was drinking involved, and then there was no in, there was no inhibitions, and that that is that's hard for me to say, but that's the truth. And now that I'm sober, it is a different geography for me, and I don't even know how to navigate that. So maybe I need help. I gotta say, like I am the exact same. I could no more go up to a guy and say, "Hey." <laughs> 
Are you, were you made in? Let let me look at the label on your shirt. Were you? Because I think it should say you were made in heaven. Oh my I, you know, God! Like, I, I I could I so many bad lines. I I could not I could not do that. I could not say that like oh you know like we as soon as I saw you like you just uh, our eyes locked. But that I, I would be so super it. sexy. I, I, I think a, I think a man would really love that. I think if Arlene I, Dickinson Jen, came I'm up. And said that? Oh I'm my I'm afraid of rejection. T- mm. No. no. Let me finish. I listen to you whine, okay? All like right, it's go. my turn to whine right yeah, now. Go. Okay, I'm going to whine. Because <laughs> because I I would like to Okay, I'm not I I didn't mean to be I didn't mean to be. No, harsh. I love it. I, I, I love would say to you, I love that you are in as I, much disrepair as me. So I you are bringing I me great in, joy. I am I'm a mess. I thanks. I'm a mess when it comes to. I would not ask somebody out that way. And 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 second of all, I I've been thinking about this and I want you I'm going to run it by you because I know you'll tell me if it's a ridiculous idea or not. Mm. If Warren shakes his head yes or no, let me know. Or nods his head or shakes his head, let me know. Okay, here's my idea, right? Why can't I go out on Twitter mm-hmm. and say like, you know, there's all these dating services and, right? Like, why can't I start, like, a reality show, fi- like, find a date for Arlene? Why can't why I can't you? put I'll, it out there and I, say, I would invest in that. I'm single. I'm single. Or I don't even need to write a reality show. I could just go on YouTube or, or I could videotape and say, hey, I'm now currently accepting applications <laughs> for people who would like to date me. And... <laughs> And then you, you go through the applications. Oh my God. You can pick the ones you like first and then give me the leftovers or well, that's a terrible way to say it. The people that you didn't want to date. That you you're you're to explaining me, Tinder and we'll right go now. On dates. No, but I don't want to go on Tinder because I can't. I, first of all, I'm th- five times the average age of everybody on Tinder. Oh my God. Um, I'm not going to go on Tinder. Okay, forget that. But all I'm saying, Arlene, okay, it's so easy for us to to... Like, I have all the confidence in the world in you. Like, I look at you as this beautiful, confident, sexy, voluptuous, funny woman. <laughs> like, honest to God. And, and, and the way we feel about so, ourselves is so... You know, and you're laughing you hysterically. I'm talking about you, you nut. Who are you talking about? And I if, am not if you went up things. to a guy in a bar, I'm just picturing this. I, okay, if I was the guy and you looked at my label on my jacket and went, oh, well, whatever your maiden heaven line, you must be... I don't know. That is the best line ever. I think men would not know whether to, well, as my grandmother used to say, crap or eat an orange. I think they, I think she said that. She used a different word. But it's funny how we perceive ourselves, isn't it? Well, I, I think what's, I think what's interesting about this, because we have, we, we, we always talk about we're fine being single. We don't care about being single. We, we are happy. Our lives are 98% fine. And then we always come back to, but what is wrong with us that we don't have relationships? Because like, we're smarter now. Because that. we will not go just out with anybody. I think the younger me, I made terrible choices. I ended up in relationships that were not right for me, that they were convenient on some level for me, which is why I did it, um, and that I wasn't that serious about it. Because whenever things really got serious and heated up, like let's make a commitment or t- talking about children, I mean, I'm talking about my younger days. I was out of there out of there. So now I'm going to be 57 in a month, which is mind boggling to me. 
But there's just my, my list of needs and desires is very long now. And I'm not going to date uh, superficially or go out and I'm just not I don't want to be an experiment. So either the person's going to have to make all the overtures. I don't know what this looks like, Arlene. I just know that I'm at that age, and you and I are basically the same age. Don't be, you know, telling me this or that. We're basically the same age. Um, You know, that we are fussier, and we have a longer list of prerequisites. That's all I'll say. Which makes the the pool of of people available to us quite slim. (laughs) So I'm back oh to Oh my gosh. Jan. Yes, I'm Arlene. back to the perfect solution. Okay. okay? The dating show. I, 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 no, well, the dating show, I think, okay. you know. I, I'd be worried again that I'd put that out there and nobody would Is apply. there anybody like, that no, you would Twitter, introduce me to? Twitter if, would shut down. Arlene, is there anybody, male or <laughs> but, female, that you would introduce me to to go, that I would like to go on a date with? Let, let me put that to you. So, and yes, I, in fact, I, I don't know. Like Do you know Wait, what? I, I am not even going like to bring him. that name up. That is not <laughs> something I'm talking about because it's that is not happening ever, never. I did, and you didn't like him, so don't even <laughs> like him. I'm not. Come I'm on. not. No, ladies and gentlemen, huh? we are moving on. Arlene, come on. You know me well enough. I mean, just on the alcohol part alone, we're not going to say anything more about it. Listen to me. So I don't okay, know. Well, I don't so, know anyone yes, that I would introduce to you. I I personally don't know anyone that I would introduce to you right now. What it, does that say? But because they're not because they're not right say? for you and they're not good enough for you. And I I know who I would like to see oh, you with. Oh no, no, I hate that. Oh Jesus. Well, here. Okay, so let's let's move past it because Valentine's Day sucks. We we decided that, and we're going to move. Well, you past went out that. with a work colleague. Let's talk about- I sat. No, I sat in my house and I watched like a show. I took the dogs for a walk, and um, but I generally had a nice day, like I did. And you know what? I had a lot of gratitude. Don't think for one second that I'm not so grateful. A for my health. Um, and I am looking forward to the future. Like I keep think this is what I keep thinking: the person that I could possibly spend a good part of my life with is out there and on the planet walking around breathing in and breathing out and that gives me hope am i sounding really desperate now because i i keep thinking that in the most romantic way that whoever is out there is waiting for me like i'm waiting for them how sad is that i don't think it's sad at all i i think i think I think one day our ship will come. We'll, our ship will come in, and we'll be at the airport. That's what I think. <laughs> oh. I, was not, we'll I thought you know what I thought you were going to say. Someday our ships will crash. I, this is what I thought was going to come out of your mouth. Your ship and <laughs> my ship too. will smash into each that other. That too. At the very least, Jen, I can see us living together on with two rocking chairs on a porch. That's not a bad still option. 10, 20, 30. Exactly. Yep. The very least, we have friendship that'll see us into our old age. So that's okay. Okay. And we're going um, to leave it there and we're going to come back. We're going to leave it there and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about success. Jan, the best part of being able to um, speak to you every week is that I can do it from anywhere. And as you know, I was in St. Kitts mm-hmm. and now I'm traveling again. So it's so great to be able to use this app and talk to it. you like literally as if I'm in the next room. 
it's yeah no it's talking it's, about it's success convenient. with you i want to go back yeah i want i want to hear about that because we, we we touched on that and then um we're moving into a new segment so yeah success go tell me what the hell are your thoughts when i was away i was um really thinking a lot about success and and how people where they put their money and and how they spend it and how they focus on money being the definer of success but I, it was it was very interesting to me because i saw huge yachts and i saw you know huge homes in fact we were staying in a home of a friend who was that was just absolutely stunningly I beautiful bet. we were so lucky to let have him let us use it um but i success is an interesting thing and and a lot of times it does come down to people thinking about how much money you have i don't define success that way but I money is a money is a topic that a lot of people don't like to talk about. And so I think um so if we just put success as my definis, definition of it isn't financial, my definition of it is, you know, having the courage to to do the things that I want to try. I think what I'm successful when I when I put myself out into situations that I know are not comfortable or or are difficult for me then I feel successful because I'm trying to do things I couldn't otherwise do. But that you know we all have different definitions. Mm-hmm. And and mine changes depending on kind of where I'm at in my life. But a lot of people look at it as money. And what I know about people who have money is many of them don't like to talk about it. They don't want to talk about how much money they have. Um they don't want to uh they don't want to discuss the 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 stress that comes with too much money, um not enough money, money becomes this definer. Like how do you what do you feel about money? Like you've talked about it fairly freely. Like you talked about how much money it cost you to take care of your mom, you've talked about, you mm-hmm. know, the cost of living, etc. Like do you think that that's something people freely talk about or do you think people are reluctant to talk about money? Uh, I think that, that was a long way. I, no, 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 no. It, question. It, it, it may, but it needs to be a long way in because I think it's a really complicated issue. I, this may seem like a really bizarre story. When I was a kid, when I was 15 years old, my friend Lori's mm-hmm. mother passed away from ovarian cancer and her mom had her quite young. She was in her late 30s when she passed away. And it was the first time I'd ever seen anyone's mom died. I remember going over there and remembering how sick Lori's mother was. Anyways, fast forward. Lori's dad let each one of his daughters, he had three daughters that were obviously in mourning. They'd lost their mom really young. And he took us to Breckenridge. So each kid got to take a friend, and Lori took me to a ski hill in Breckenridge. The fellow where we stayed at this really rustic, beautiful cabin... Um, I remember him with gray hair, a beard, a very wrinkly face, a weathered skin. And we had we skied all day and then had a dinner at night in, in kind of this bed and breakfast place. And I remember this man one night, um, he kind of, he kept looking at me. And you keep in mind, I'm a, I'm a young girl, I'm impressionable. And he kept looking at me and, and the first thing he noticed is that I was kind of hiding my hands. On my hands, I had 50 or 60 little warts. I literally had a virus on my hands. I was so self-conscious. The doctor had been trying to burn them off. He told me it was part of puberty. My, my family doctor, you know, telling my mom she will grow out of these. I've seen this before. But I was mortified. And he came over to me one day and he said, he came around, you know, at the dinner table and he said, I'd like to look at your hands. And I remember just having a lump in my throat and tears in my eyes because Lori, everyone's looking at me at the table and... He counted out a penny for each one of these warts that he found, and he gave me these pennies. 
And he put them in a in a little bag.、What? And he told me to. And I'm telling you the truth here. And he told me to sleep with them under my pillow. He said, "I'm going to buy these off of you." And I was like, "Okay." And Lori can she can back me up and vouch for the story. She still brings it up when we get together once in a while.、Um, she brings up that guy. You remember that man that bought your warts from you? Anyway, long story short,、uh, by the time I got home and and、uh, you know. Finished the ski trip and and had lots of fun. I'd forgotten about the panties. Really, they were gone. I never, I've never had a wart since in my life. So they left my hands. I don't know what's to What? it. But during that trip, this man took me aside, and he held onto my hands, and he was telling me that the warts were going to go away and to not worry about it. But during that conversation that we had separately, he said to me, he said, "You will never worry about money as an adult." He said, "You will have money your whole life long," and he said, "You will just you will、How、make money." You? You will, I was 15 years old, and I did not even have a credit card till I was 33. I lived on itchy band soup and craft dinner, and I played in the bars, and I never had a dollar to my name. And through the kindness of friends helping me pay my rent and a manager that was, you know, working with me way back in the day, I did not have money or a credit card until I was 33. So until my second record hit. Because it takes about two years to make money off of any kind of record that comes out, or back did, the, did in the day. So anyway, long story short, I have never worried about money, in as much as you know, I've certainly been broke in my life, but I've always had, I've always been able to make a living, being myself. And trust me, I am so grateful because of that, Arlene. I'm so grateful that I've been able to monetize、mm. just being myself, writing music. And、um, and I don't worry about money. I you know my my I had a manager that worked with me very early on. He said, Jan, if money's our only problem, we don't have any. And what he meant by that is health, 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 wellness, you know, mental、mm-hmm. wellness, strength of of your your conviction. Money we can all make. So that's not what I.、Uh, Attribute any success to, but I do、Have、like money, and I like yeah. I、Have、mean,、you? we. I grew up in in a very, I'm going to say, lower middle class family. Like I wore my brother's jeans, and、mm-hmm. we only got school clothes once a year, and my mom had to work.、Um, you know, she worked my whole childhood.、Um, we didn't. We always bought generic stuff, which always embarrassed me at the co-op to get the blue boxes with the yellow printing on it, generic chips and generic cereal, and I. When you're a kid, it bugged me. You know, I didn't want my friends to see that we didn't have real Cheerios and that we didn't have real cornflakes. We didn't have real baked beans. They were in blue cans with yellow letters. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. generic cans because they were cheaper. I do. And it bugged me. So no,、yep. I did not. I, I w- we took one family trip on a plane when I was like 16. We went to Disneyland, and I bet you my mom and dad paid for that trip for three or four years on credit. So no,、mm. I mean that was long-winded, but I've had such weird experiences with with that, and I still think about him buying my warts for me. So my relationship with money is really odd, and I've、yeah. you know, but I don't worry about it. You know, that's that's an interesting way to think about it because I. I've often thought, what if I lost everything? You know, what if I? Because I came from really nothing. We we had we were immigrants to the country. We we literally had a fifty dollars to our 
family's name when we came to Canada from South Africa. I was Gosh. not quite three years old, and and when we came here as immigrants, we really uh, started with absolutely nothing. And so I, you know, I got when I when I was a child, our clothes came from Salvation Army and secondhand stores, and I I had hand-me-downs my entire life. And up until the time, the first time I ever bought a new dress was when I was 13 years old, and and uh, I had saved for it to to buy it myself. And I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget having saved up my babysitting money so I could afford a, a new piece mm. of clothing. And so I, I have a very uh, food and, and, and anything material, food, anything, food, anything that's sustenance um, is something that I think a lot about. You know, like I, I probably always have too much food in my fridge now because I remember those days that yep. we had no food in our fridge. And, and it's kind of this, uh, so I grew up with, uh, in poverty and, and it was, Later on in my life, as I started to be successful, I really, I, I didn't really put it in context. I, I've often thought, gee, if I if I looked back and saved every penny I've ever earned, I would certainly be a lot wealthier than I am today. But I, 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 my dad taught me to give a lot of my money away, and I've always knew that I. And he used to say to me, you know, if you if you can earn money, then you have to help those who can't. And so it was kind of a a lesson for me that if as long as I was able and capable and had two hands and a brain and two feet that worked and I could actually physically do things, that at the worst case, I could always find a job to put food on the table. And that was kind of the lesson he gave me, which is rely on yourself to, to, to live. When my dad was telling me all this as I was growing up and, you know, my, and giving me this sense of you have to rely on yourself and you have to be able to take care of yourself and, and that as long as you can physically do something, you, you owe it to yourself that it's about putting food on the table and a roof over your head. And mm -hmm. he, he never aspired. He always, he gave his money away, Jan. So my dad, who was a entrepreneur late in life, who was an educator, he, he saved and scrimped to kind of make sure we all had a, a home as we grew up. Um, we didn't get a home until I was um, a young child going to elementary school. We finally got our first home in Canada. We'd rented up to then. And he, as he got sick, as my, my father ended up with cancer, and as he got ill, I found myself in a place where I was helping to um, you know, provide for him and I would go to the community health food store and get groceries for him because he was eating healthy and I would, I would, I would, you know, help him. He was wanted to write a book so I was giving him some um, cash and, and it, it was at a time when I didn't have that much cash but what I had was more than I needed and that lesson, that period of my life where I learned that money is about what you it's about the freedom it gives you yes. more than it is about the things it buys you. Yes. And it, it, I don't know what that, I don't know if I'm saying that well, but to me, I, I just feel so overly blessed and I get it. And, you know, I see, I see these random stories. I see people saying all sorts of things about how much money I do or don't have. And I, and people I ask me all the time because, right. But, uh, but to me, it, it's not what defines me. So I don't want to say, well, this is exactly what I do or don't have. Because, and, and some of the things are preposterous. I'm a billionaire. I'm not a billionaire. I'm not even close <laughs> to being a billionaire. But I have enough money to take care of myself and my family. And I've done well. And I, I, I know how fortunate I am. And I'm, I'm grateful for the lesson that... We, we can't take it with us, so what we have to do is make sure that we're using it properly. And 
I don't know, I'm not saying that well. I'm sounding much more um, pious than I really am. I don't mean to sound pious or, you know, like I, I, I don't live well. If you, I do live yeah, well, and if you don't, if my, you're not looked after, if you and your dad is right, if you don't look after yourself, you are never going to be in a position to help anybody else. So, you know, a lot right. of the stuff that, that I do is, is for charities. You know, you get to a point where, um, yeah. And, and don't, don't get me wrong, I have to keep working, and I'm one of those people, I'm going to be looking at working for the next 15 years. I, I live in debt, I'm not going to lie. I have a mortgage on my house. I have some property that, you know, that I have payments that I'm making on, but, you know, I'm thinking about the future, and I'm trying to, in, I'm trying to be brave, and I'm trying to invest in my future. Um, you know, I just did a little something with you. So you're, you're very aware of, of my situation. I don't, uh, I think the perception, you know, when you're profile people like you and I working all the time, you know, it, it's not what it looks like. I have to pay taxes and I have to plan accordingly for, for that. Gosh, I got caught with my pants down once um, with taxes years ago and I vowed to never, ever let myself be in that situation again. And I had to be a better business person. But... Listen, I, I have to look after myself, and that's how I'm able to help other people and to do, to be, to do things that are that that are philanthropic. And I love that. I love being able to help animal rescues, and and you know, I've got a little trust that I started that I really want to build on. As far as you know, going ahead is. I mean, I hope I have the grace to get older. I hope I do live to be 80 or 90. I mean, my goal is 106. That's my goal, Arlene is to be 106 and to have my uterus falling out of my body and hitting my inner thigh. That's my goal. You can laugh all you want, but they can they can staple it back in and I'm going to be fine. Hello? Well, you're going to need a lot of money at that point because someone's <laughs> going to have to be carrying you I'm going to get the Mormons. You know what? Listen, no. Yes. No, Howard Hughes had no, Mormons. make you a jello. Oh, gosh. The, they, they the make Mormons good are not going to be sponsoring us. I can okay. tell you that. All right. Huh? Okay, that's all right. But but I, I you know what? But listen, I for for what I would say, I, and I think this is an important conversation for those for those people who are listening. You know, Jan and I, um, uh, we we're single. We 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 do work because a we love to work um, because we no have, one's looking after us. Did I say that we're single. Um, but 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 what my point is going to be that. Money is hard and it can, and we do understand struggle. But I, I, for those of you who are saying, well, it's easy for you guys to say you have so much. You're right. We do have a lot. Um, but I, I do want people to understand that we, we work hard. We, we, we're not, uh, we're not unaware of that. And, and I feel like I just think sometimes people think that we don't understand. And I, I don't know. I'm not saying this well. I don't want to sound. Arlene, like I really you're not lucky. Who, you work hard. You're not. You, you didn't get lucky. No, you but work I, I, hard. I'm lucky too, Jan. I think there is luck to it. We've had this conversation. There is luck to it as well. There's good timing. There's the right place, the right time, the right, you know, opportunity. Like, yes, you have to be ready for luck. But I guess I just want. I I, I have a lot of respect for people who work really hard and 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 barely be and barely have enough money to get by. And there's and nothing I, to say I you really won't be there again, or I won't that. be there again. I, I no, absolutely do. that's my do. point. That's my point. My God, my, my younger brother know, works we... his ass off. He's in northern Alberta and Saskatchewan. He's in these camps. He's in the petroleum industry. Like, I look at him with such awe. He works hard, and he's away from his family three weeks at a time. And it just blows yeah. my mind. So 
I get it. I, our fathers, I looked at my dad. He poured concrete his whole life, Arlene. You know, I remember bawling my head off one day because dad said to me, you made more money this year than I have made in the last 25 years as my own business, as a, as a business owner. And I bawled my head off sitting next to him on the couch. I, I just, yeah. I will never forget and the, or the lessons that I learned from both my parents and how much they worked. And um, when, my, when my dad passed away, he had left $400,000 in the bank cash. Wow. He was so proud wow. of that money. And their house was paid off. And I, you know, we... That's we, a lot of money, Well, Jen. we used that money to look after mom. And we went through it very quickly because, you know, mom had a care at home. But I, I, I would say to my dad, dad, you did so well. He, and he knew that. I, I think he did spectacularly yeah. well, you know, and he was almost 80 when he died and they had that money in the bank. They could have looked after themselves. Anyway, uh, we, we've only got I, 30 you know seconds I, to wrap things I, up. So I'm going to let you take this. Oh, we've, we've got, no, we've got, I'm, I'm screwing us up now, Arlene. We've got more time than that. So go. <laughs> so, so I, I, anyway, money is a touchy subject and, um, I, I, luckily we live, um, in a, in a country that, Hard work um, can help you get a roof over your head and, and food to eat, and and I guess as an immigrant to Canada, I really I really do believe, and I'm really grateful for Canada for for that. Um, uh, uh, there is still a huge homeless issue in Canada, and, and there's still lots of people that don't have enough food to eat, and that's why food banks exist, and that's why homeless shelters exist, and we've got to solve those problems because I think it should be a, a right that everyone has a home, over, a roof over their head, and enough food to eat. I don't think this is something that's a privilege. I think this is a right, and I, I don't know how to solve that, but maybe that's something you know to think about. There are so many brilliant people out there, people that are so giving of their, not only their money, Arlene, but their time. And I really realize that too, because we only are given so much time. Each of us only have so much time. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I've always appreciated is, you know, being able to go participate and give of my time. It does so much. I always feel like I could be doing so much more. And I have a lot of guilt. Mm -hmm. And I know that I... You know that I have it in me to to just to do more, and I think that's something I really want to be more aware of moving forward. I mean, I you're right. I don't know how to solve well, all can these I say problems. Something to that, yeah. Can I say something to what you just said? I think that um, I can't remember where I read this. I, I read this the other day. That I wish I could remember. Somebody somebody had said that at, at this point in in their life when they they they've reached. Um, some great success that it's about giving back. That's about service, and and there's a there's a mentality of service to others that is really striking me as I'm getting older. This need to feel more willing to to help others than I than I likely have been in my life. Like I I think I've always been aware of others and I've always wanted to help, but I I, I really feel an urgency to to do something really much more meaningful. Um, with the success that I've had, and and this is something that is that it, it weighs on me in a good way, I think. But you it's mentor you solve. mentor a lot of people too, Arlene, and I think um, the tendency is to be, you know, too hard on yourselves. One thing you you've got to really look at is the value in in entertainment, and I know that might seem like a bit of an odd 
um, example, but even your show, like I have people coming up to me all the time talking to me about Dragon's Den and oh my, you know Arlene from Dragon's Den, it's, I love that show and it's, I've got so much ideas and you know, my kids love that show and they're learning so much about entrepreneurialism. So I think you have to appreciate too that, you know, it's it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours to tape those shows. It's a huge commitment to, to sign up for any kind of episodic television. So, but it's there's a lot of joy in that. So I think... You, you know, you do a lot. And, you know, I, I always think there's so much value in music. And I've been so grateful to spend my life in the music business where a lot of people derive an enormous amount of joy and pleasure and, you know, counseling from music. And so we, we already are in, um, we're in arenas where, you know, people are getting something out of it. But I, I know exactly what you're meaning. I wish I had solutions to cleaning all the plastic out of the oceans. And I wish I could, you know, figure out a way to make electric cars really worthwhile. And I wish I could figure out how to save the petroleum industry in Canada and, and do better and all those things. But, you know, I guess that'll have to be for we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll have another show where we talk about things that we can do to, to shine a light on, on making our society better, making our world better. So talk to your friends. We'll, we'll just, I don't know where else to go, but we're running yeah. out of time and I love you and I always love talking yeah. to you and I always get something out of it. So until we meet again, my friend. Yeah, talk to your friends, everybody. You never know what they're going to make you think about. Nope. See you again. Thank you for listening to The Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson, a weekly podcast and radio show. Subscribe and download The Business of Life wherever you listen to podcasts.